Section 74 of Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Iceland, Greenland, and the Search for the Poles. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Catherine. The World's Story, Volume 8. Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Iceland, Greenland, and the Search for the Poles. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 74. The Burning of Njal. 1014. From the Saga of Burnt Njal. The great Icelandic saga of Burnt Njal tells the story of one of those bitter feuds with which the early history of Iceland is filled. Njal, the hero, is an honest lawyer who has incurred the hatred of certain powerful families. How they took vengeance upon him is told in the following extract. The Editor One day it happened that Rodney, Huskuld's daughter, the mother of Huskuld, Njal's son, came to the springs. Her brother greeted her well, but she would not take his greeting, but yet bade him go out with her. Ingjall did so, and went out with her, and so they walked away from the farmyard both together. Then she clutched hold of him, and they both sat down, and Rodney said, Is it true that thou hast sworn an oath to fall on Jarl and slay him and his sons? True it is, said he. A very great dastard art thou, she said, thou whom Jarl hath thrice saved from outlawry. Still it hath come to this, says Ingjald, that my life lies on it if I do not this. Not so, says she, thou shalt live all the same, and be called a better man, if thou betrayest not him to whom thou oughtest to behave best. Then she took a linen hood out of her back. It was clotted with blood all over, and torn and tattered, and said, This hood, Hausgold, Njol's son, and thy sister's son, had on his head when they slew him. Methinks, then, it is ill-doing to stand by those from whom this mischief sprang. Well, answers Ingjald, so it shall be that I will not be against Njal, whatever follows after, but still I know that they will turn and throw trouble on me. Now mightest thou, said Rodney, yield Njal and his son's great help, if thou tellest him all these plans. That I will not do says Ingjald, for then I am every man's dastard, if I tell what was trusted to me in good faith. But it is a manly deed to sunder myself from this quarrel, when I know that there is a sure looking for vengeance. But tell Njal and his sons to beware of themselves all summer, for that will be good counsel, and to keep many men about them. Then she fared to Badigthorn's knoll, and told Njal all this talk, and Njal thanked her, and said she had done well, for there would be more wickedness in his falling on me than of all men else. She fared home, but she told this to his sons. There was a carlin at Bergthor's Knoll, whose name was Savuna. She was wise in many things and foresighted, but she was then very old, and Njal's sons called her an old dotard when she talked so much but still some things which she said came to pass. 
it fell one day that she took a cudgel in her hand and went up above the house to a stack of vetches she beat the stack of vetches with her cudgel and wished it might never thrive wretch that it was scarpedin laughed at her and asked why she was so angry with the vetch stack this stack of vetches said the carlin will be taken and lighted with fire when njal my master is burnt house and all and bergthora my foster-child take it away to the water or burn it up as quick as you can we will not do that said scarpedin for something else will be got to light the fire with if that were foredoomed though the stack were not here the carlin babbled the whole summer about the vetch stack that it should be got indoors but something always hindered it when njal realized that the hour of fate had come and his enemies were upon him he counseled that his men shut themselves up in the house the attacks of the leader flossie fail and he then plans to set fire to the building at last flossie said we have already gotten great manscape in our men many are wounded and he slain whom we would choose last of all it is now clear that we shall never master them with weapons many now there be who were not so forward in fight as they boasted and yet they were those who goaded us on most i say this most to grani gunnar's son and gunnar lambi's son who were the least willing to spare their foes but still we shall have to take to some other plan for ourselves and now there are but two choices left and neither of them good one is to turn away and that is our death the other to set fire to the house and burn them inside it and this is a deed which we shall have to answer for heavily before god since we are christian men ourselves but still we must take to that counsel now they took fire and made a great pile before the doors then scarpedin said what lads are ye lighting a fire or are ye taking to cooking so it shall be answered grani gunnar's son and thou shalt not need to be better done thou repayest me said scarpedin as one may look for from the man that thou art i avenged thy father and thou settest most store by that duty which is farthest from thee then the women threw way on the fire and quenched it as fast as they lit it some too brought water then kol thorstein's son said to flossie a plan comes into my mind i have seen a loft over the hall among the cross trees and we will put the fire in there and light it with a vetch stack that stands just above the house then they took the vetch stack and set fire to it and they who were inside were not aware of it till the whole hall was ablaze over their heads then flossie and his men made a great pile before each of the doors and then the women-folk who were inside began to weep and to wail njal spoke to them and said keep up your hearts nor utter shrieks for this is but a passing storm and it will be long before ye have another such and put your faith in god and believe that he is so merciful that he will not let us burn both in this world and the next such words of comfort had he for them all 
another still more strong. Now the whole house began to blaze. Then Jarl went to the door and said, Is Flossie so near that he can hear my voice? Flossie said that he could hear it. Wilt thou, said Njarl, take an atonement from my sons, or allow any men to go out? I will not, answers Flossi, take any atonement from thy sons, and now our dealings shall come to an end once for all, and I will not stir from this spot till they are all dead, but I will allow the women and children and housecarls to go out. Then Njarl went into the house and said to the folk, now all those must go out to whom leave is given, and so go thou out, Thorhalla, Askrim's daughter, and all the people also with thee who may. Then Thorhalla said, This is another parting between me and Helgi than I thought of a while ago, but still I will egg on my father and brothers to avenge this manscathe which is wrought here. Go, and good go with thee, said Njal for thou art a brave woman. After that she went out, and much folk with her. Then Astri of Deepback said to Helgi Njal's son, Come thou out with me, and I will throw a woman's cloak over thee, and tie thy head with a kerchief. He spoke against it at first, but at last he did so at the prayer of others. So Astri wrapped the kerchief around Helgi's head, but Thorhilda, Skarpedin's wife threw the cloak over him, and he went out between them, and then Thorgerda, Njal's daughter, and Helga her sister, and many other folk went out too. But when Helgi went out, Flossie said, That is a tall woman, and broad across the shoulders that went yonder. Take her and hold her. But when Helgi heard that, he cast away the cloak. He had got his sword under his arm, and hewed at a man and the blow fell on his shield, and cut off the point of it, and the man's leg as well. Then Flossie came up and hewed at Helgi's neck, and took off his head at a stroke. Then Flossie went to the door, and called out to Njal, and said he would speak with him and Bergthora. Now Njal does so, and Flossie said, I will offer thee, Master Njal, leave to go out, for it is unworthy that thou shouldst burn indoors. I will not go out, said Njal, for I am an old man, and little fitted to avenge my sons, but I will not live to shame. Then Flossie said to Bergthora, Come thou out, housewife, for I will for no sake burn thee indoors. I was given to Njal young, said Bergthora, and I have promised him this, that we would both share the same fate. After that they both went back into the house. "'What counsel shall we now take?' said Bergthora. "'We will go to our bed,' said Njal, "'and lay us down. I have long been eager for rest.' Then she said to the boy Thord, Kari's son, "'Thee will I take out, and thou shalt not burn in here.' "'Thou hast promised me this, grandmother,' says the boy, that we should never part so long as I wish to be with thee, but methinks it is much better to die with thee and Njal than to live after you. Then she bore the boy to her bed, 
and Njarl spoke to his steward and said, Now shalt thou see where we lay us down, and how I lay us out, for I mean not to stir an inch hence, whether reek or burning smart me, and so thou wilt be able to guess where to look for our bones. He said he would do so. There had been an ox slaughtered, and the hide lay there. Njal told the steward to spread the hide over them, and he did so. So there they laid them down, both of them, in their bed, and put the boy between them. Then they signed themselves, and the boy with a cross, and gave over their souls into God's hand, and that was the last word that men heard them utter. End of section 74 this recording is in the public domain.